the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, say amen. Wonderful Sunday School hymn with deep meaning out of Romans chapter 5, as we'll see next. Rescued. Rescued from sin. Rescued from ourselves. Rescued for the purpose of becoming more like the one who's rescued us. Hi there. Welcome. This is Truth For Today with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Our series, Rescued Past, Present, and Future, has us in Romans chapter 5 and 6, looking at our new identity in Christ. You see, we're not saved from our sin and judgment of sin simply to go on doing what we've been doing. There's a purpose behind it all as we're looking at. Here's Pastor Phil with more on this edition of Truth For Today. What a conundrum. Am I dead or am I alive? Well, you're both. You're both. That's the confusion of living the Christian life. I'm supposed to be dead to sin. When it knocks on the door, nobody's home. When the buddies ask me to get drunk with them or do drugs or party on the... I, I'm, I've come, but I've died. You've died. I've died. Did you hear me? I am unavailable to sin because I've already died to it. So in God's mind, he says, just tell sin, not available. Not available. And at the same time, God says, I want you to uh, go to church, sing my praises, read my word, you know, live out the Christian life. And I just say, you take all of me. Why not take all of me? Uh, and and it, it's like in marriage. It's like a kid. You tell the kid to empty the trash and they immediately are weak. <laughs> and, and one of the neighborhood kids claps and I'll meet you at the park. I'll shoot some hoop. Hey, man, I'm available. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is this the same kid that's over here? <laughs> oh, we got to take him to the doctor. No, no, he's just lazy. He doesn't want to do it. Over here, I'm available to do what I want to do. And God says, now I want you to start reckoning this way. When sin calls, just remind sin, I died. I'm unavailable. And when righteousness calls, I'm available. And some of you are straddling the fence. You're trying to figure out who you're available to. And listen now, listen to what he said, verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Well, well I, I can't help myself. Yes, you can. He said, don't you let it reign. Sin remains in you, but it's never to reign over you. We still have the sin principle. And we all know that. But it is not to reign over you like a king. Don't make you obey its passions. 
And he has several times he talks about passions and strong desires. You know what passions is? It's from a Greek word, pathema. We get the passion of Christ. But a literal meaning of the word passions meant moods, emotions. And it's saying, don't be governed by the emotions and the uh, passions of the flesh. Now, that's found in Colossians. It's found in Galatians 5. We've been crucified to our passions. And one's a strong desires. But the other one is our moods. You know, most sin starts with the mood. I'm in the mood for love. Well, there are days you're in certain moods. I'm in a cranky mood. And I can't stand you, no matter what you do, because I'm giving in to my moods. Uh, I mean, some days, you know you're so irritable that you might as well stay in bed. Because you're just, you're you're aggravated. You're you're moody. You're moody. You're cranky. You're irritable. You're you're semi-angry. just all the negative moods. And if you want to know what they are, there's about 15 of them in Galatians. Hateful mood, envious mood, jealous mood. Uh, he names about 15 moods. You see, if you're not right now, if you're not having love, joy, and peace, you ought to check that every morning. Do, am I experiencing love, joy, and peace? You know God wants you to go to him in prayer. Because that's the mood he wants you to live out of. Take joy. Uh, I, I just last week, it was an amazing little, kind of an epiphany thought to me. Uh, God just said to me one day, you don't seem to be enjoying me very much. I thought, God, who do you think you are telling me? And he said, well, you don't. You don't there's not too much joy. What's your problem? A- am I boring you? Am I too hard to serve? Am I, is there something I need to do? What's your problem? Yeah, I didn't call you to hold up a church. I didn't, have, I didn't ask you to hold me up. I'm the one that holds up. I hold you up. You don't hold me up. I'll fulfill you. Do you want to find your joy and pleasure in me? Piper wrote a book called The Dangerous Duty of Delight. Some of you are all into duty and not into any delight. Delight yourself in the Lord. Is he your delight? Thank you, Charles. Do you delight in this God or is he a burden? You see the mood. So he says, we put to death and says, take and make your body subject to God. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. This happens both as a single act, and it happens present tense. It's a command you're present. Continually be putting your body at God's disposal. Now, a lot of us remember when I dedicated my life. You'll think of a camp. You'll think of some point in your life where you made a crucial decision. God, here I am. I am at your disposal. 
and that's wonderful. You never forget it. You like drive a stake. But did you know what? That is a daily exercise for the rest of your life. Every day. Here I am, Lord. I'm yours. George Rutenbar used to tell me in the morning, he would grab himself like this. He said, Rutenbar, you tell God you're available. I'm available to do your will. Now, some of you have never done the point in time. You might ought to do it today. What are you doing with your body? Have you ever presented? Don't present it to our junior church. Don't present it to the youth. Present it to God. This is you and God. When are you going to start saying, here are my members. Here's my body. See, you've got to replace old habits from the old man. And start learning the new habits of the new man. Look at two verses. Look at uh, Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Right after Galatians. Look, he tells the believers. Watch this. He tells them that they're walking in the futility of their mind. The Gentiles are. They're darkened in their understanding. They're alienated from God's life. Then he picks up verse 20. But that is not the way you learn Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old man which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new man created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. See that he's telling these believers, you've got to start acting like the new man. You're in a new family. We don't settle differences like we did in the old man. You've got to handle lust in a different way in this man, Christ, than you did as the old man. You learn all these patterns of thinking, behaving, feeling. I want you to catch up to where you, you've been relocated. You're seeing now in Christ, that's your identity. And what goes on in the early Christian life, for sure, is you're getting rid of a lot of old stuff, and, and you're trying to put on the new, and that's where learning new ways of thinking. Look at Colossians 3. Colossians 3, similar uh, teaching. Look at what he says. Uh, oh, let's pick up, um, oh, verse 6. On account of these, he's talking about impurity, passion, and all. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Do you need to tell Christians not to lie? Do you need to tell Christians not to lie? Yeah, isn't that amazing? I guess they can lie. Do not stop. It's a present. Stop lying to one another. We asked you how you were doing, and you said fine, and you just told a lie. Because you don't want anyone to think you need help. And we can look at your face and tell you need help. Stop lying. Pastor, that was a great sermon. What did I say? I don't know, but we sure enjoyed it. Stop lying. Seeing that you have put off. What, what have you put off? 
the old cell or the old man. They've got footnotes here. The literal word is put off the old man. Who is the old man? Adam. With his practices. And you put on the new man. Which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. But Christ is all in all. It says the same thing in Galatians 3. He doesn't see your ethnicity. He doesn't see your gender. He doesn't see your economic status. When he clothes you in Christ, he sees Christ. Seven things I just rehearsed for you. Got to close. Seven things that God gives you. Now, there's 130 in the New Testament, so pardon me for just taking seven. <laughs> Ephesians 1, 3 said, God blesses you with every spiritual blessing now that you are in Christ. Come on, I want you to get it. In Christ, every spiritual blessing God has is now mine. You came in here feeling whipped, defeated, poor, poor boy. You're so rich, you don't, you, you've never read the will yet. You're, you inherited millions of blessings. You ought to show up for the reading of the will. You've got all that. Two, he chose you in Christ. Some people don't like that. Too bad. God does. He said he chose his people in Christ. In Christ, he could choose you. Three, he said that he started showing grace towards you in Christ before the ages. I want you to read that up. Second Timothy 1 9. He said, Before the ages, God decided he's going to love you. I think it was, uh, I'm trying to think, it was Spurgeon who said, had God not loved you before time, he probably could have never loved you in time. <laughs> God's been loving you a long time. He can do it in Christ. Oh, you're clothed in the righteousness of Christ in Christ. Galatians 3. You're not condemned in Christ. You've been made accepted to the beloved in Christ. He says, you know, you're the branch in Christ. All these wonderful things. I'm out of time, but I want to read, read the words. I, who knows? I might bless you with a few tunes. Uh, I, I got a couple of songs that I hunted down through the years, and Carol and I, we were singing around the piano last night. You know, I was lo- I've been losing my song because I don't know all the new songs. I cracked open the books last night. I said, by George, I'm singing what I know. If you don't know all the new ones, why don't you sing the ones you do know? Don't come up and tell Bobby, I don't like your selection. (laughs) He never heard of the songs you like. Huh? Sing what you like, but sing it to the Lord. Here's one. Uh, We used to have a Dutchman in this church by the name of Tom Byama. A little Dutchman from Linden, Washington. It's a little Dutch community up there in Washington. And he used to sing this song. And the beloved accepted am I. Risen, ascended, and seated on high. Saved from all sin through his infinite grace. 
with the redeemed ones accorded a place. Course in the beloved, God's marvelous grace calls me to dwell in this wonderful place. God sees my Savior and then he sees me in the beloved, accepted and free. Now listen to the last stanza. In the beloved, I went to the tree. There in his person, by faith I may see. Infinite wrath rolling over his head. Infinite grace, for he died in my stead. In the beloved, God's marvelous grace calls me to dwell in this wonderful place I could just hear him. God sees my Savior and then he sees me. In the beloved, accepted and free. That's enough to make a Baptist shout. But wait, I got one more song. You're not getting out that easy. Yes, give me, give me that. I knew Carolyn sent him up. Wait. There's a little song called I Am the Righteousness of God in Christ. None of you have ever heard it. I try to get Deborah to do it, but it's in Wall's time, and God forbid that we sing anything but Wall's timing. Like wonderful, wonderful Jesus. That's Wall's. It goes this way. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. A brand new creation in him. I can now approach the presence of God. With no condemnation of sin. You could shout anytime. (laughs) I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am now complete in him. I'm a partaker of his divine nature. On me he will not impute sin. No, on me he will not impute sin. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I approach the throne of grace. And no sin is hanging on me. I'm going to my high priest. And I can tell him, you bled for my sins. Scrub them away. I came to adore you. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am complete in Christ. And devil and conscience and peers and critics, you can't impute them to me. They've already been paid once. I bear them no more. This is what your identity in Christ should be. Oh, what a Savior. I want to ask you, when do you think it's time for you to present your body to God? If you identify with Christ, isn't it time? I've been reading uh, Don Richardson's books, Peace Child. Then he's got another one, The Lord of All the Earth. And uh, Grant Pinks and I were talking. He said, you know, Pastor, it's easy to just stay at home. There's peace in my home. It's comfortable in my home. I can stay in my house all the time. And I've been reading these books. And I said, but just think, just think, Grant. There's men like Don Richardson that went to New Guinea with a wife and had his children in the bush 
and said, keep your lazy boys, keep your TV. I'm going to go name Christ among headhunters because I've given God my body and I'll take it anywhere. Carolyn tells me she was 12 years old. We used to sing, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll do what you want me to do. And surrendered. I did it at a youth camp on a Thursday night. I said yes. As I heard the message on Isaiah 6. Have you ever given God your body? Young people, don't wait until you mess up and goof up and ruin your life. Say, well, I want to give God what's left over. According to Romans, you give him a living sacrifice and you give it now. You give it now. You give it now. Have you ever, have you ever said to Jesus, here's my life. Here's what's left. And think of all the things you did when you were in the old man. Isn't it amazing how fast and hard you could go after sin? And I've seen so many folks, as soon as they get saved, they get tired. <laughs> Something's wrong. If the demonic powers of Satan energize you here, can't the Holy Spirit energize you here? The new power is the Holy Spirit. I beg of you, you ought to write down when I pray for you. You ought to make a decision to cross the line. It would really be radical if we asked you to come forward. You'd think we're trying to have a revival. Well, you don't want me to go public. Well, all of our sins seem to be pretty public. When's our dedication going to be public? I get sick and tired of Christianity that's lived under a bushel. It's time we go public. That we go public. Amen. Open your mouth. I've been preaching. The second service. You got more energy than I do. And don't become a quiet church. That means you're a dead church. Or you're a hiding church. If you can't amen what I say, write me a sermon and say, you don't preach the word. And then I'm going to look you up. (laughs) And we're going to say, if it's not the word, what is it? Father, there's many people here. They come week in and week out. Precious people. But we don't know what, what they've decided to do with their body. They might have start cut, stopped cussing, but they haven't started praising. They may have stopped this sin, but have they started this righteousness? Let this justification work itself into our walk. May we be a people walking in the light, walking in love, walking in the Spirit, walking by faith. Oh, let us live out the remarkable, remarkable riches you've poured on us. The war has not only been won, but you said, I've made you an heir to heaven. I've made you an heir of all things. I'm not just going to leave you on a plantation with a few children and a bag. I've made you a son. And I'm going to share my home for all eternity with you because you're a son, no longer a slave to sin. And this is Truth For Today, the radio ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules and our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. 
Thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure and a delight studying God's Word with you that we might mutually grow in our love and admiration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you have a question about your own walk or relationship with the Lord, we would love to talk with you. No strings attached. Give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions we can or pray with you. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. If you would rather write to us, here's our address, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, the zip code 94547. And again, even if it's a simple thank you for the broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's always a delight knowing that these programs are being used by the Lord for your growth in Christ. So again, you can reach us by phone, by mail, Or better yet, stop by our website and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can find us at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truthfortodayradio.org. As you stop by, don't forget to drop us an email and take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth in Christ. Again, it's all there at truthfortodayradio.org. And then if you would like to join us here at Valley Bible Church for worship, Sunday services are at 9 and 11, and directions can be found at our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or by calling 855-833-9864. As you contact us, would you also prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? We're able to continue the radio ministry through your generous financial support. And whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly donation, no size is too small or too great. We'd love to hear from you and know that you are partnering with us for the furtherance of the gospel. So contact us today at 855-833-9864 or stop by truthfortodayradio.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.